Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. This is week four, session six of the 2K plan, a nice recovery workout. If you haven't listened to my introduction on week one, session one, either head back and take a listen or go to the rowalong.com website where the full description of how to use this 2K plan is available. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. It's week four and this is session six. This is the end of the four week training plan. But it's not really the end, is it? Because you either start all over again or you find something else to do. But hopefully your 2K time trial went well and this is now just gonna be a nice recovery next day row, okay? I'm quite a strong believer in trying to get back on the machine the day after just to try and flush stuff out of your uh, muscles. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna do a 30 minute row and we're gonna alternate every five minutes between 18 strokes a minute and 20 strokes a minute. And pace is gonna be, well, I'm gonna go for 2K plus 18 for the 20 and 2K plus 20 for the 18 strokes a minute. Yeah, go make and get in the right way around. But you just sit down, do whatever you want to, uh, depending on how you feel today. If you wanna get to that 18 and 20, then do it. If you wanna just back off a little bit, just so you can kind of just flush out, then do that as well, okay? So the effort level wise, we're looking at five. Speech, we're looking mostly constant. So this is a very, very simple, um, almost a nostalgic row to cap off the entire plan, okay? I'll bore you more about that stuff while we're in the middle of the row, but let's get into a four minute warm up first. So make sure and set the drag factor on your machine. I've got a video about that if you don't know about drag factor. Set the monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up or you don't have to look down. And set the foot straps so they cover either the bottom lace in your shoe or if you're in socks like me, they let you hinge, pivot, whatever you want to call it, properly at the front without grabbing your toes. Okay. So a four minute warm up, uh, starting at 18, well, staying at 18 strokes a minute, starting in three, two, one, go. As you can tell, it's the last session of the plan. I'm not even stopping when I fluff my lines. Although, when have I ever stopped when I fluff my lines? You're constantly having to put up with my errors and whatever. But again, I keep saying that basically the reason the reason to have anybody else do row along training sessions is partly um, because there's enough professional people out there like Shane and bunch of other guys that are really serious. They have fun, but they're very professional. So there's not really much room out there for another one, but there is room for a buffoon. Oh yeah, that's me. I'll be your buffoon for today. Just someone like your buddy that you roll along with side by side. I kind of do hope that's how all this stuff feels. That it's as though I'm on a machine sitting next to you, just keeping you company. You don't have to worry about impressing me. 
You don't have to worry about beating me. You don't even have to worry about laughing at my jokes. All you have to do is row. Okay, so in 10 seconds, let's take one of our feet out of the foot straps. So after this stroke coming up, take a foot out and then some single leg rowing. Make sure and get a good solid drive from the leg that's still in. I've only dropped two seconds with only one leg in. What if that means my right leg's really weak? Actually what it means, sorry, swap legs. What's likely to mean is that with only one leg in, I'm getting a much more efficient stroke. So even though I'm losing the muscle power from my left leg, I'm making up for it by the fact that I've got a better stroke. Two more strokes here. One more. Both feet in, knees with a slight bend. Let's just do back and arms. So a good rock through the hips to engage your back and then finish with a pull in with your arms. Squeeze those shoulder blades together. One more stroke. Let's do the reverse, straight arms, and just drive with the legs. Don't have to worry about going too far back. This is more about keeping that forward lean and trying to snap in to the catch at the front. One more stroke. There we go. Warm up done. You don't need to be over warm for this session. But anyway, move up another rail, have a quick drink, and as always, I'll explain once again what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. All right then, so this is going to be a 30-minute row and we're going to be alternating 18 strokes a minute and 20 strokes a minute every five minutes. No rest in between, it's just a solid 30-minute, but just alternating stroke rates just to make it slightly less dull than some of the 18s and 20s you've been doing in this training plan. So it's just a fond farewell to the 18s and 20s until you start all over again on another, another plan that uses them. But anyway, so effort level, like I said, is going to be run about 5 out of 10 and your speech should be absolutely fine all the way through. Um, my pace guide is for the 18 strokes a minute, I'm going to do plus 20, and for the uh, 20 strokes a minute, I'm going to do plus 18, but you don't have to hold that. If you're feeling a little bit rough after yesterday's time trial or session five's time trial, then don't worry about it. Just use this as a, a flushing workout, okay? So if you're ready, I'm ready. So let's get on with it for the last session of the row along training plan, okay? In three, two, one, go. So starting off at 18 strokes a minute. Don't worry, I'm not gonna get all 
nostalgic about the training plan and stuff. There's no point in that. Um, for several reasons, to be honest. First of most being, you may just think, well, that worked well. My time trial went well. I'm just going to skip right back to the beginning again and do another four weeks on it. In which case, this isn't the end. Plus, it's not like I'm going to stop making videos. I'm going to make a few standalones, a couple of longer rows. Uh, by starting off with a 60 minute row, maybe even one or two of them. Um, then eventually I'll do that 90 minute row I've been promising for ages. This training plan's gonna put a little bit of a dent in that plan. So sorry to so Crystal kept on asking about the 90 minutes, so sorry. It was either Crystal or Jocelyn. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm still gonna be making videos. And then number three, once all the, well, not all, once I've done a couple standalone ones, I'm then gonna kick into the SM starter plan and start doing the same thing with that. So that's a four week plan with slightly different format, still based around a top, middle and bottom effort, but you'll notice it's a different design to the one that I kind of changed from the peak plan. The rests are a lot shorter for a start. So anyway, as we get up to our first three minutes on this recovery row, hopefully you're nice and loose and warm. Any kind of Muscle soreness after yesterday. Should have eased off for the time being. Not gonna say it's not gonna come back once you're done with today's row, but hopefully just having your muscles up and running means that you're just feeling a bit back to normal again. So what we'll do is we'll finish off this first five minutes at 18 and then as we transition into the 20, oh there's my watch again, yep I'm rowing, hang on, come on, um, yeah, as we transition into the 20, strokes per minute, I'll just give you a quick refresher course on technique in case well 
in case you quite enjoyed focusing on that when you're rowing, but also just sometimes shifting your focus away from performance and more down to technique could be a nice way to kind of recover from a 2k time trial which after all asks a lot of you hopefully you all got good results from it but it must be said if you didn't then it can sometimes be some negativity so right here we go up to 20 Yeah, just to quickly finish off that thought. If you didn't get the result you were hoping for from your 2K test, sometimes that can lead to kind of a little bit of disillusionment. Like, why do I bother? All that kind of stuff. Hopefully, it lit a fire under you if you didn't do as well as you thought and you'll kind of analyse how you got on over the plan how many times were you listening to me for pace guide how many times were you going too soft or too hard or I don't know And then maybe you either go back through the training plan again or you find another one. Don't worry, if this one didn't work for you, I'm not going to be upset. There's not really a cookie cutter plan for everybody. These ones with the 2K pace guide are kind of as close as you can get to cookie cutter. So, anyway, if you didn't do as well as you thought, don't be down. If you did do a lot better than you thought, then at the same time, that is a cause for celebration. Shows you put in all the hard work. Anyway, technique. I said I'd talk about this two minutes ago. We're gonna end up crashing the 18 for this, but that's okay. So, let's start off by thinking about what our legs are doing. We don't often start with legs. Just want you to concentrate on how far up the slide you're getting. Are you managing to get your shins vertical at the front without your heels raising too far off the footplate? Remember, ideally, you want to keep them, your heels, that is as close to the footplate as possible 
so that when you do your big drive here, they instantly connect to the foot plate. Which removes the chances of a butt scoot and also makes sure the maximum amount of leg power is getting into the stroke. So even if you do have a slight heel raise, like I do, try to get those heels down as quick as possible. Start the drive with your heels firmly in place. Like I say, it's like the beginning of a deadlift where you slam your heels into the ground and drive up. Your body position then changes. It's not like a rowing stroke, but that push with the legs is stronger when your heels are either on the foot plate from the rowing stroke or firmly planted into the ground on a deadlift. So anyway, shins vertical, not past, but vertical at the front without heels coming too far off. Okay, two strokes. You go back down to 18. Now, there you go. That's 10 minutes done. Sometimes just alternating stroke rate just gives you five minute chunks to focus on instead of looking at this as a full half hour row. Now, some people, they don't like thinking of a full half hour row because it's not something that they do that often. Other people just really don't like the idea of such a low rate for half an hour, which again is a reason to swap 18 and 20. So you at least have a little bit of a variation of stroke rate. But like I've said many times, if you don't feel you're working at these low rates, then you're not putting in the effort you need to be while at these rates. I mean, 2K plus 20 at 18 strokes a minute. I mean, you're thinking, 2K plus 20, how soft is that? But with the low stroke rate, 2K plus 20 still takes a good old whack. My so right now, yeah, I'm doing 10.4 SPI, Stroke Power Index. If I remember, I'll tell you what it gets up to when 
the rate increases to 20 strokes a minute. But it shouldn't be too far off. So that's the point is that you kind of always want to lay in the same amount of power into your strokes. Eventually that becomes unmanageable because of the higher stroke rate, but you should still feel that you have to put in a good oomph to the stroke and then it's the longer recovery after that stroke that makes it an easier pace to row at. So anyway, like I say, if you don't feel you're working at 18 or 20, take a look at the pace you're rowing at. And then along with that, if you don't feel you can get the rhythm right at 18 or 20, then well, I'm hoping that watching me and rowing in time with me for how long the drive takes and then how long the recovery takes. Hopefully that's giving you some kind of a groove to get into on these low rates. But remember it's all a fluid continuation of motion. At no point do I stop? There'll be moments as I get to the front of the machine, as I go from front to back, where it can appear a momentary hiccup. But I can tell you from editing these videos that basically there's one frame where the handle touches my chest and then it instantly goes back out again. Okay, 10 seconds, we're gonna go back up to 20. Here we go. One stroke every three seconds. Yeah, bang on 10 for SPI. So I'm going two seconds faster, but my stroke power index is the same. So it's just the stroke rate that's making me go faster. The fact that I'm doing a couple more strokes per minute spread across the two minutes of a 500 meter split or thereabouts and those extra four strokes over the two minutes at the same power I mean I'm going two to three seconds faster 
per 500 meters. I'm going to st stop doing maths there because I actually got it right for once. Quit while you're ahead. Okay, so hopefully you've had enough time to think about your shins and your heels. So what's next? Well, I mentioned it already, but what's next is a big leg drive. Okay? Press into the foot plates and push the machine away, which is a lot easier to visualize if you're on a dynamic rower, because you literally are pushing the machine away from you. But that's the point. Give a good drive. It's all about the legs. It's all about keeping those quads engaged and putting in the power through the length of the drive. You should hear the flywheel accelerate on each stroke as you lay in the power into the machine. You really should hear a whoosh if you just hear the same note, the same speed of the flywheel, then you're not getting that real acceleration at the front. And then drive hard with your legs until they're straight but not the locked knees. And that's the end of the leg drive. But the important part is as you get to the end, although you may find you're touching the foot straps with your feet, you don't want to be yanking on them to come to a stop or to pull yourself forward back up the machine again. Your leg drive should be finished by the time you pull your arms in so that there isn't any backward momentum to brace yourself against. So anyway, that takes care of front to back. But then back to front is just a reverse. You just bend your knees and you'll come sliding to the front. Okay, two strokes. Next stroke. And now we're down to 18 again. So, in essence, that's all your legs do. But, 
there's other factors that come into play in order to get the proper power out of your leg drive and an effortless recovery that allows you just to slide forward by bending your knees. So that's when we move on to the arms and the importance of them being straight and relaxed for the majority of the stroke. The only time your arms aren't straight is the transition from pulling in to pushing out. So the finish to the recovery is the only time your arms aren't straight and relaxed. But what that means is from the drive, straight relaxed arms lets the power from your legs travel up through a engaged core and then through your arms into your hands nice relaxed hands that act like hooks over the handle and that way the power from your legs gets through to the handle and into the flywheel and then as you feel your knees coming down on the drive that's the point when you pull in with a handle squeezing your shoulder blades together for a good strong finish letting your lats take care of the power at that point so your forearms your biceps and your shoulders all work together finishing with your lats as you pull the handle in and then the recovery you just push the handle out as fast as you brought it in back into straight arms nice and relaxed with relaxed hands fingers as hooks and the point of getting your arms straight as quickly as possible in recovery is that what it does is it sets off in motion the all-important hip rock so if you think of being at the front of the machine it's one o'clock driving back to 11 o'clock with a swing through the hips just before your knees straighten then In order to get back from the 11 o'clock to the 1 o'clock position, you do that by 
first putting the handle out in front of you to create the momentum for your hips to rock forwards and give you that forward lean. And that is why when you bend your knees, because you're in a forward facing position, you effortlessly slide to the front of the machine. Right, here we go, so in two strokes, we'll go back up to our final five minutes at 20. So here we go. Now, I know a fair chunk of what we talk about together is technique. And I have explained why several times, but if you'd like to just indulge me. There's two main reasons why I always talk about it. First one is that this may be the first of my videos that you've watched. Strange how you've started on week four, session six. But hey, everyone has to start somewhere. Uh, so in which case, I'd hate to go through an entire workout and not talk technique and not give you the chance to analyse your own technique and consider whether it's what I'm suggesting. And the reason I suggest technique all the time is for, for injury prevention so you're not straining muscles you don't need to be uh, straining or working them in a way that adds too much tension to them and also just about effectiveness and performance on the machine yes you might have a really wacky stroke that you can go artificially fast on but first off that wacky stroke may eventually lead to injury but it might make it harder for you to row like a hundred meters fast maybe you're quick on a 5k but you can't get the stroke rate and power in sync for a 20 second sprint or maybe it's the other way around, which is more often the case. Where you're fast on a 100 meter or one minute or 500 or even a 2K. But then you just can't keep it together for anything longer. So if you have a efficient technique no matter what distance or time you're going for, 
you'll be a much more effective rower. Yes, you might find the first couple of weeks feel weird when you're not going as fast, but as soon as you develop the proper rowing muscles, you'll go faster than you ever had before. So that's why. All I want is for you folks to be fitter, faster and stronger. I don't mind whether that's from watching my videos all the time or training on your own or going to another channel. As long as you take from me the importance of an efficient injury preventing technique, you can row with anyone, for anyone. Just remember I'm always here for you. That old me rowing away, hoping there's somebody out there. Okay, eight strokes to go. Good solid workout. Me pushing it at 18 and 20 for 18 and 20 seconds. Here we go, last stroke. Definitely made it. A good, solid workout. So, probably for me, more than a recovery row as it was prescribed, but as being, rather than doing the proper 2K yesterday, I did the 12 minute row. Not far off 2K, but what I meant was I wasn't destroyed for today's row. Anyway, hopefully you've had a quick drink. We can just bumble on into a two minute cool down just to get your heart rate a little bit closer. Just let you recover. Ooh, especially if you were a little bit sore after the 2K test. This is a good way to just flush yourself out. I want to say flush out the poisons in your muscles, but I know that's not right. I know they debunked lactic acid, but lactate is still a thing, isn't it? I don't know. I am not a sports scientist. I'm just a qualified Concept 2 rowing instructor with delusions of adequacy. Good thing I've got a day job, isn't it? Still waiting on the millionaire, billionaire type to release me from my day job and let me just do this for a living. That'd be nice. Anyway, so well done for getting to the end of the training plan. I hope you either start it over to see what the next increase is going to be or you hang around for the next training plan or or you just keep on getting strong elsewhere like I said but if you want to know more about what it was then go to rowalong.com go to indoorrowinginfo.com if you want info about indoor rowing and 
just hang about my channel, leave some comments, subscribe. I am going to do a series of videos about me trying to get back into my lightweight condition again because I've let myself go through lockdown and here you go, it's two minutes up for me. Let myself go through lockdown and it's time to try and lose the weight. So I've already started filming little snippets of a series of that. Don't know if anyone will watch it or care about it, but it keeps me honest to film this stuff. So I might as well put it up with the videos and you can all go, you're that heavy? But yeah, I'm currently about seven and a half kilograms over the weight I should be. So I have to start looking into that. So anyway, hashtag it's not the end. There we go. Or, or it is not the end or yeah it's definitely not the doors it's not this is the end but yeah it's not the end bigger better faster fitter stronger words <laughs> number wang anyway okay um thank you so much for being part of this uh four week uh six session plan or the five or the four or the three or whatever uh i mean it's really helped me and my recovery, shoulder recovery and that kind of stuff has kept me motivated to keep on coming onto the machine every day or day or two if I've hurt the shoulder again. So thanks for being part of this. It's kept me going and I just hope it's um, worked for you and you've got stronger and you're going to continue to do my videos. But anyway, I hope you're well. Please stay safe and uh, yeah, be well. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.